Sisters, come together now, come together now. It's time to help each other out, help each other out. Welcome to the SOAR Podcast. This is a platform for sisters to gather and have some empowering conversations. And in the process of these conversations, we help each other overcome some limiting beliefs. I want you to join the conversation. I appreciate your likes, subscribes, and comments. This podcast is sponsored by Stephanie Brown Coaching. If you have any limiting beliefs that are holding you back, feel free to contact the coach at sociotap.com forward slash Steph Brown MD. Hello, how are you? I am good. We have had a few technical difficulties, but never again a Monday a Monday <laughs> call, right? Exactly. Clearly, we were supposed to do this inside the SOAR Circle Facebook group, but clearly the masses need to hear what you have to say. So we are going to a broader audience and we're just going live on my regular feed. So I am really excited to have you here. And our topic tonight is about transforming spaces from the inside out. And so we're going to talk about interior design, but we're also going to talk about transformation in other ways. And I'm really excited because when I met you a few years ago, we had this conversation and you were telling me that when you work with your clients and you transform their spaces, that a lot of stuff comes up. And so you end up helping them through other things in addition to giving them this beautiful redesigned space to live in. So I thought that that was a nice thing that we have in common. But I wanted to start off by reading your bio because it's very impressive. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, it's Andrea Highsmith. She's the founder of Ash Interiors and Design. And she's a licensed designer and manufacturer representative. She's also a speaker and presenter. And she's been sharing knowledge of luxury design in the products and design industry for over 20 years. So very experienced. She focuses on kitchen, bath, and interior design, and especially luxury kitchen and um, baths. And she works with individuals and a little bit of commercial as well. And she has opened her own design studio in the historic area of Ellicott City. And it's beautiful. I've been to the location. It's a beautiful location. And there are many other things that I'm sure we'll share and she'll share about herself throughout this conversation. But I just wanted to give you a little bit of background before we get started. Okay. Gosh, thank you so much. (laughs) You are so welcome. One of the first things that I always like to start off and ask my guests is just to share your story. So how did you get to where you are today, where you are well-known in the whole DMV area, where you're working with businesses, you're working with individuals? How did you get here? What's your story? Oh, my gosh. It's crazy when you hear your bio because you're like, gosh, it has been a long time. So thank you so much for having me. I have to say that first, and I agree with you. I think this is a great platform because there's so much interiors that happen. And um, we often say luxury, and I like to reiterate that luxury doesn't necessarily equate to dollar amount. Sometimes people will say, oh my gosh, luxury, she's too expensive. I can't afford it. But I think luxury is how you live and selections that you make. 
So that's really big for us. But I started in the kitchen and bath world in 1999. I was actually an art and business major. Thought I was going to work in fashion, could not get a job in fashion, and found myself just accidentally stumbling into the kitchen and bath world. And I said, okay, I'll do this, you know, for two years. I moved here to Maryland from North Carolina and two years turned into 20 plus years. (laughs) What was so great about it is I first was really surprised because I worked at a showroom in Rockville. I moved here in 1999. I was the only person of color that was one of the design consultants in 1999. And this was before HGTV. You guys think about this. There's no HGTV. There's no Google. There's no Pinterest. There's no Instagram. None of those things. So people would come in and they couldn't say, oh, look at this image I saw. I want you to copy this. So there was a lot of trust. But the thing that made me sad was I never had a white client ever, never had a white client. And I did not see black clients come into the showroom spaces. And I was like, I don't understand. Like, I know there's some money out here. I know people are building homes, they're renovating homes, but they weren't coming into the showroom. So I made it just a focus that I was going to, of course, our clients are very diverse, but my initial thought process was I want to make sure that people, whether it's clients, other designers, students, et cetera, know that we exist, that I exist, Mm -hmm. and this is a service that is attainable. That was the big part. And uh, through the 20 years, you know, I've worked at kitchen showrooms. I worked for contractors and then the housing market hit or crashed and I got laid off in like 2009. And I was working for this full, like he was a slam mess. He was a contractor. (laughs) And I was like, this dude is crazy. I'm doing the design work. The contractor's doing the labor. He's the owner. He's making all the money off of us. And he doesn't know anything. And I was like, if he can do it, I can do it. So I started my, opened my business in uh, 2009 as ASH. That was my initial, actually, Andrea Shante Harvey. I was Harvey, um, but I was married to my first husband. Then we got divorced. And so I became actually a luxury representative because I needed, you know, just kind of some health insurance and everything else. And then that's when I started speaking and really kind of doing both. And then I decided to go back and reopen and uh, reopened officially in about 2015, 16. And um, then my goal was always to have a physical space at some point. It was a dream and an opportunity opened up in historic Ellicott City, where at the time there had never been a person of color business on Main Street. So I was so excited and blessed to have that opportunity. And COVID happened and all that stuff. And I got divorced the second time. And here we are. (laughs) (laughs) And your business is still open through COVID, through everything. And that is is a testimony. That's a testimony. 
what's crazy is we've had our best, like our historically best two years during COVID. Wow. That yeah, is, that so is we, crazy. <laughs> so everybody right, was right. home, so they wanted to decorate their homes. And is yeah, that what you think of us? Absolutely. They were like, I'm in this house. My kids have tore everything up. Or they were like, the house, and I really realized how much it needs work. So now we've year over year, the last two years, we've doubled. And we're already tracking that way again. So it's super exciting. A ton of opportunities. I'll actually be in France again next week. So just all kind of stuff is happening for ASH. And we're, when the bio was written, it was light commercial, but I'm starting to feel like we're about to be about 40% commercial because we have a couple of wow. amazing commercial projects that are happening too. Oh, so. wow. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, I hope you're going to vlog Paris again because that was so <laughs> much fun. Oh, I think I got into it watching the daily vlogs a little late and then I had to go back and watch the ones <laughs> that I missed because it, it was so interesting. I have been a request. Everyone's like, you should have kept up with the videos because we've been all over the place since, but they're like, definitely I need Andrea's return to Paris and how is it going to be different this time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think you probably have yes. a little uh, mini television show there. There we go. We'll claim it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So one of the other things, you know, as a physician, I was always doing science, so I didn't really think about interior design as a potential career. I mean, I'm not that artistic. So when did you know that this is what you wanted to do? Like when you were like six years old, did you know you wanted to be an interior designer? So what's funny is I didn't know that it was a potential career, but I absolutely did it and had no idea what I was doing because, so my dad takes all claim to this. I wanted a Barbie dream house. And, you know, back then, Barbie dream houses were expensive, you know, so he was like, you ain't getting a Barbie dream house. And there were some like cardboard boxes we had moved and he was like, you can make your own dream house. And I was like, okay. So I take these boxes together. I cut out fabric. I made window treatments. I put wrapping paper on the walls as wallpaper. I made pillows. I made this like three level dream house. I had an elevator. Like it was the bomb. And it ended up staying in my family. My sister is 37 and eight, nine years later, she was playing with that rigged up cardboard box dream house. So my dad is always like, he gave me the little initiative that I didn't know I had. But, you know, I was always thinking of spaces. I was always looking at magazines, but I just didn't really think that that was a, a career. And my other favorite thing was like clothes and fashion. So I was just like, okay, well, I'm majoring in art. I'm majoring in business. I'll go that route. Um, but because I didn't go to a fashion school, I found it hard to get, you know, jobs that were in fashion. So I had this inter- I had this opportunity with Ferguson. That was my first job out of college. And they were like, you can do this. Like, yes, it's not clothing. It's not fashion, but it's fashion for your home. You know, and I was like, 
whatever. And then I started and I was like, oh my gosh, it really is. I didn't know that faucets could cost a thousand dollars. And I didn't know all these tile options. And all of a sudden it was just like, wow, I can do this. And then again, the big picture was I didn't see many people, everyone, no one looked like us, no one looked like me. There weren't a lot of young designers. And so I was just like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be very um, strategic about how I'm going to navigate my career. So I wanted to make sure that I had experience in tile and plumbing and appliances Mm -hmm. and then working for a contractor that solidified like, okay, I know how to make this collection, but I also know what to do to make it a reality. Now I am building you a house. But when my guys are there, I can say to them, I know what they're talking about. And I'm not saying they're like, uh, what's happening? So I've been blessed to have amazing contractors over these 20 years. And uh, the last 10 in specific, I have worked hand in hand with one of my crews, A+. And uh, we call each other brother and sister because it's been, you know, 10 years of blood, sweat and tears. So Wonderful. That is the sweetest story ever. I'm just imagining in my mind this Barbie dream house that you built and that kind of went down through your family for generations. And I will give your dad the credit too. I'm going to give him the credit for that. (laughs) Not that he was being cheap, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. You know, sometimes, see, that's why they used to tell us ingenuity or invention, whatever that having the need is the mother of ingenuity, right? When you have exactly you have to figure out how to get it done. Exactly. Exactly. So when we started talking about transforming spaces, and you alluded to this in the beginning, that I know sometimes I've noticed when I work with clients who may be stuck, they'll start telling me about this room that they have that is cluttered or that they haven't Mm -hmm. been able to go through or some level of disorganization. And I've noticed that when they are able to get the organization done, go through the piles of bills or whatever it is, the, the physical overwhelm that's in their space, that it helps them release and they can kind of let go of the emotional overwhelm. And so I was wondering what your experience is with stories of transformation, uh, maybe going in the opposite direction or from the outer space to the inner space. Right. It's so true. We have it happen mostly with furniture. I have a client, we renovated their first floor, their kitchen, and we had a whole furniture plan. We were talking about the furniture. We were like, this is how the space is going to look. And then when it came time to pull the trigger, they could not do it. And it was for two different reasons. You know, the husband's like, we spent so much money on this. And I'm like, okay, I'm sure you did. I know you did. But this sofa is 18 years old. You have sat on this sofa 365 days times 18. How many butts have sat on this sofa? Let's divide that. This sofa is paid for multiple times. You got good life out of this sofa. But in their head, his head, it was like, I spent this much money on this sofa, right? Mm -hmm. You also have where people will say, you know, this was the first adult item I bought. 
or this was, you know, when we first got married and we had this together, you know, or this was my mother's or, you know, there's this emotion tied to it. And sometimes, you know, I know they are like, Andrea is so cold, but it's not that I'm just trying to say to them, you know, it's okay. And it's so hard. I mean, hopefully she's not listening, but I just had a really hard conversation. The same thing, you know, and I'll sometimes just say, okay, I have a question for you. I'll say, you know, how long have you been out of college? And say, they might say 25 years, 30 years. And I'll say, uh, are you still wearing clothes that you wore in college? And then they're like, no, of course not. I'm like, okay. Think about your first job interview. Would you wear that suit today if you had a job interview? No, of course not. You know, I'm like, unless it's vintage Chanel or something, like, it's not that timeless. That sofa that you got 18 years ago, it's lived its life. So there's often that. There's often the letting go of those items because of cost. You also have those times where they don't want to let go, like closets. When we're doing master, master owner suites and owner's closets, you know, they have all this stuff and the same thing like they just don't want to let it go it's like this history behind it it's well I wore this I might need to wear this again and I'm like the yellow pantsuit with the jacket that goes down to your knees you think you're going to wear that again you sure you sure about that always so there is a lot of emotion involved I also find I'm doing a basement. We're doing a basement right now. And the daughter is 16 and the mom still has her, you know, when little kids did the puzzles within there were like the really big puzzle pieces and like six pieces. Uh-huh. She's got like 50 of the puzzles. She's got the color, all this stuff is in the basement. And she's like, well, can I sell it? Can I do this? I'm like, donate it to a daycare. Like, yeah. we gotta let it go. And she's like, oh, well, she might want it for her children. They're going to be using iPads. Like, right. we, we got to right. let it go. That's a whole day of meeting day, every client. And it doesn't matter. And people say, oh, it's maybe they don't have the money. No, they often have the money. It's not that. It's just all this emotion that's associated with these things. But we do that with outside of, like you said, outside of, our papers, we do it with our furniture, we do it ourselves. You know, you hold on to the history versus letting it go so you can see where you can go in the future. Mm. Yeah, that is a word right there. And and it's a beautiful word because if we think about soar, one of the things I often say is that when you have baggage that you're carrying or things that you're holding on to, it's very difficult to soar higher. So we have to let go of some things Absolutely. in order to reach those heights and to, and to walk into our future. But it is hard as human beings, you know, we cling right. to what we know and that constant and that familiarity. And I think our homes and our spaces is, yeah, is one of the greatest places of familiarity that we have. Yeah. It's so hard to think about, like you said, it's familiar. People hold on to what's familiar. That's even, you know, bad habits. It's so hard to often step into the unknown, to have faith that if I let go of this, 
something better could be ahead. I joke and not joke, haha, but you know, I did just get divorced again. And that was hard because it wasn't planned, but there were some things that I had to let go of. And I had to even tell myself, you know what? You have to believe and you have to have faith that you letting go of this situation is like you haven't lived your best life yet. This is, mm-hmm. you are going to walk into what is there for you, what is ahead of you. And sometimes people will hold on to things, whether it's relationship, whether it's job, whether it's, whether it's clothing, because of the comfort of, okay, well, at least I know what this is. I don't know what the other side can be. I don't know what the other side can look like, but I know what this is. And that happens again, you know, people don't realize it, but I really do have these conversations. Like people will say, well, I'm like just today, I'm scared. I don't know if I'm going to like a sofa that's not brown. And I'm like, it's okay. There's so many other colors available. I mean, it was a 30 minute conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just even that familiarity, like I've never had anything outside of a brown sofa. Well, they make a whole lot of brown sofas. I just have to say that because <laughs> we recently went shopping. They make a lot. <laughs> All different shades of brown. And it was after we bought the new sectional. And I was like, hmm, this is almost the same color as the two <laughs> sofas before <laughs> that we had. See? <laughs> Too many brown sofas. <laughs> You better put some pillows on there that are different colors. How about that? <laughs> I am. I'm going to put some pillows that have some pops of color. Yes. So as we're talking about, like, the other thing that I think that it's great that we're having this conversation now is because it's spring. And when spring comes, I know I start to think about redecorating, adding color, just kind of like cleaning everything out. So I would love to know if there are any trends or any things coming out in terms of design and interior design that we can look out for this year, this spring. Oh my goodness. So you just heard me say no brown sofas, no (laughs) color. So number one, I tell people all the time, I am the most ridiculous when it comes to wanting to change. And I don't know if it's because this is what I do, but No joke, right now in my house was just delivered the color of this. I didn't even realize until I put it on an orange sofa. And I'm sitting there. Now, keep in mind, my other sofa is still in the house. And I'm like, I can't believe I ordered an orange sofa. And then about three months ago, because it's taken like six months to get, five months to get, about three months ago, I was like, why did I order an orange sofa? I totally should have done like navy or something. So now I'm sitting here going, am I going to use this sofa for a client? I don't know if I want this orange sofa. So, and I'm the designer, I'm telling you this, it happens. But for spring, number one, color, whether it's a chair, you may not be brave enough to order an orange sofa like I just did. I don't even know if I really should have ordered an orange sofa. We'll see what it looks like. I'm about to wallpaper a wall and just try to, figure out if that's going to make me happy. So that's number two, color, wallpaper, fun, like pops of color. If you have a foyer, 
B, you only wallpaper one wall or paint it a really fun color. Make your foyer happy. Make your mudroom happy. Do something. There's some great brands, and I can send you a link, um, Stephanie, but there's stickable wallpaper that you can do yourself. Uh, okay. Or you can get a handyman to do it. Can you unwallpaper wallpaper? Like, I'm afraid of wallpaper because I feel like once you put it up there, it's up there forever. Now there's so many brands that are like stickable and removable. They even have ones that exactly that. If you change your mind, it's easy peel and does not destroy the wall. So it's not with the glue. You're thinking like old school wallpaper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wallpaper has come so far and there's so many fun patterns, designs, colors, I definitely say wallpaper, something fun color for sure. Now I love gray. I love black. I love neutral colors. I'm naturally a neutral girl, but I do like surprise spaces. So a closet, pick a fun Mm -hmm. color, paint your closet, pink, paint your laundry room, you know, a beautiful mint green or a blue, do something fun. Also, whoever decided to bring back batten walls into the world. And I still, I'm a shiplap fan. Thank you, Joanna Gaines. Those are simple wall treatments that can just make a space feel fun and fresh. So whether it's a dining room, a bedroom wall, a powder room, doing a wall detail is always a nice way to update a space. Also simple things like light fixtures. You can buy a beautiful light electrician charge you a couple hundred bucks, or you can do it yourself and you can change a light, your pendant lights, um, a foyer light, dining room light, that type of stuff. There's simple things that don't, you know, it's not, oh, I'm doing a huge renovation or I'm having to gut my house. It's like jewelry. You change your jewelry, Mm -hmm. switch it up. And it's something simple. And then things as simple as, toss pillows, um, updating your bed linen. I probably changed my comforter every three to four months, like change, change. Like I'll have a whole new idea. And I'm like, this is the look I want for my room now. I'm what do you do you, with the I old am. one? Do you just donate it? Yeah. I'm okay. so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Like my contractor, I just saw him today and I was like, I'm, I was like, I have an idea. He's like, all right, just tell me when the stuff comes. I'm always changing something and I'm the tester. So if I tell you like a wallpaper link or a paint brand, I've tested it out myself. Okay. Well, I definitely want all those links and I'll share them because I'm inspired. You just really inspired me. We did get a question in the group and they wanted to know that there's a stigma that interior design is expensive. So can you talk a little bit more about (laughs) that stigma or that myth, if it is a myth? Absolutely. So there's truth to that, but it just kind of depends on what and who you're working with. So number one, there are designers and there are decorators. So I am a designer versus a decorator. Design meaning I have the various licenses. I have knowledge in construction. I have license. I have knowledge in plans and floor plans and details like that. No disrespect to decorators, but decorators are often more of the, you know, window treatments and toss pillows and things like that. 
So we have definitely received phone calls and people will say, hey, I'm looking for somebody. I just want to get some, you know, I already have 90% of my furniture, 90% of my stuff picked out. I just want somebody to pick out some toss pillows, some paint colors, blah, 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 blah. In that situation, we're often too expensive. And that's Mm -hmm. the truth. Depending on the referral, depending on the client, depending on the scope, sometimes we do make exceptions and I'll say, you know what, we can give you some paint recommendations and that's it. In those situations, I've had it where we've helped a client in that space and then later on, they they referred us to someone else or they used us in the future. So again, I just think it, it varies on what the person's asking for. If somebody wants just some pillows, so for example, if you say, my budget is $2,500 to refresh my room. And that needs to be our company's fee plus the items. Then it's not going to be smart because the majority of your budget is going to be in our fee. Does that make sense? So, but we will tell people that and we'll just say, you know, we communicate that and then we'll give them some resources. Say, Hey, I'm so glad you reached out but I want you to be able to maximize your budget and get what you need. So that's not going to work for us, but based on our conversation, Hey, why don't you take a look at, you know, decor pad, they have images, you know, you can look at things you like and you can try to do the look for less. We definitely still try to help people out with that when it comes to it being an expense. And I think it's a necessary expense. For example, if you're going to renovate your kitchen, if you're going to renovate your bathroom and you're doing more than a rip and replace. So you aren't going to just stick to your existing layout and just get new cabinets. Like you want us to really look at the space and maximize it, rework it. Then our services are absolutely worth every dime because that's what we do. We can look at the kitchen. We can redo the spacing. Um, we can work on, you know, again, maximizing flow and function and giving you that dream space. So again, my big thing is it depends on what you're looking to do, but it is definitely worth it. The same way if you are about to have a major surgery, you're not going to go to the cheapest doctor in town. You want to go to the best that's going to be able to give you the best results. Absolutely. You know, so And so I'm not saying I'm a doctor, not saying that, but (laughs) I am saying that what we do is, you know, it's important. And I have seen clients that they'll say, oh, well, I'm going to project manage and and do this myself. Okay. And then something goes wrong and then we get a phone call. But another thing, and this is just to explain how we work, every designer is different, but with our company, we do offer and extend a lot of our designer discounts. So you can often, even though you do pay us, you are maximizing your availability because we're not just shopping at retail stores. Again, depending on what the budget is, but we have sources, you know, from directly at High Point at various vendors. We do have trade discounts with some of the retail stores. So we really do source materials and really maximize giving you the look that you want and hopefully within the parameters of the budget. Yeah, what you said about the difference between a designer and a decorator really rings true because when I first moved into my house, there were rooms that were just, we completely had to change and I had a vision for them. But then there's all some spaces that I have never gotten a vision. We've been here for 
five or six years. And at some point I will hire you to do the basement because I just don't have a vision for it. Yes. I need a designer to say, this is what you can do in this space. This mm-hmm. is how we would do it. This I need all of that. So yes. sometimes, you know, you have the vision and you can use the resources that you provide and kind of do it yourself. And then sometimes you just need a designer. Exactly. And yeah. it's funny because we've walked into clients' basements that were unfinished and they're like, I don't know what I can do in this room. And we're like, okay, this can go here. This can go here. And I'm sketching on my notepad and they're like, wait, you see all that? And I'm like, yes, Mm -hmm. and you will soon. And then they're like, oh, I didn't even think beyond it just being like, okay, we're going to have a bedroom and a TV. That's one of the things that, again, that's the value of what a lot of designers offer versus decorators. Absolutely. Great question. Whoever asked that question. Yes, that was Regina Clay who asked that question. Thank you, Regina. We have another question. And this question is from Cara. She says, what is the trend in kitchen cabinets these days? And how long will the trend last? It seems like white is popular now. Any tips to upgrade brown wood cabinets without getting new cabinets? That's an awesome question. So white and gray, white and gray has been the trend forever. White honestly is classic. It has just varied because, you know, they did white laminate, which was horrible. (laughs) Then it moved to white painted, which is definitely good. But white is a classic. So you're always safe with that. I am personally over white, gray, or white and navy, but I still have clients that will say, my dream kitchen is a white navy kitchen. This is the advice I tell people. So number one, what's on trend? And I called this three years ago, and I am standing by it, and it is now hot. Three color kitchens. You're like, what? I don't even know what that means. Three (laughs) colors as in your wall cabinet, say, for example, are your classic white. Your base cabinets, for example, are a color or a wood, a color as in a paint or a wood. Then your island, if you have one, is a wood or a paint. So you're able to give these three different finishes. So it gives a really nice story. It gives a nice layering effect. Woods now, if you have the traditional oak, which is very common, or even your light maples, that is definitely trending out. So to answer your question, what can you do? You absolutely can. If your cabinets are in good condition, there are a couple of variables. If they're in good condition, they can be painted. If they're in good condition, you can easily update your kitchen. If you like the floor plan, you like the flow, and you're like, I just want them to be a different color. You can absolutely paint because Painted cabinets are on generally maple on oak. So mm-hmm. we are able to assess them and make sure that just quality-wise, construction-wise, it's good. Because if they're not in good condition, ain't no point in just painting them because they're just going to look like some raggedy painted cabinets. <laughs> <laughs> but what's also been the case, as you know, sourcing, availability, Mm-hmm. Products are taking forever to get here. So cabinet lead times have definitely, I mean, I have cabinets that have gone from 10 weeks that were standard to 30 weeks. 
You heard me like half a year. More wow. Than half a year. It's ridiculous. They've started to slow down because of this. And now that they're getting a little bit better, but you're still waiting sometimes two months for, for your cabinetry. So, you know, just kind of keep that in mind, but definitely painting is an option if they are in good shape and they're, you know, stable. You can also change your countertop. Again, if you're, if you like your layout and your cabinets are in good shape, you can change your countertop and update that way. Um, We did a beautiful kitchen right before Christmas. We're going to get it photographed shortly. The cabinets were in great shape. They just were not their style. We painted them, changed the appliances, changed. We actually even, they had a two-level island. We made it a one-level, big, nice island. And it looks like a different kitchen. Time we did in two weeks. And it was about a third of the budget of the cost because we didn't have to get new cabinets. Wow. A third. That sounds good. Yeah. Because you don't have the demo. You know, the cabinets are already there. I mean, literally it was just painting them. So we did it in 10 days. The client, if she's on, she was like, so any way you can do our kitchen before Christmas? And keep in mind, this was like December 1st. (laughs) And 99% of the time, if we're asked that question, I would say absolutely not. But this is a client that has like family and she was like, yeah, we're going to host now. And if you can do it, that would be great. And we were like, oh my God. I said, okay, you have, I was like, you cannot make any decisions. You just got to let me do it. And she said, okay. Yeah. And now she got her kitchen. That's awesome. We have another question. Is minimalism really on the way out? Hoping so. I'm a happy semi-maximalist and am enjoying the shift to color and non-minimalism? Everything depends on who you ask. There's minimalism, there's transitional, there's contemporary, there's modern, there's everything. You know, my biggest thing is there's nothing worse than someone who is trying to be so trendy in one space and then the rest of their house, there's a disconnect. So what I think is more important is if you know that you're a maximalist, right, then the spaces that you do, it should reflect what's going to complement the rest of your home. But you can always let some things go. I'm sure you can. You really <laughs> Did we start off talking about letting some things go? Right. <laughs> Right, right. But no, you know, everyone loves Joanna Gaines and like um, Studio McGee. I'm sorry, I'm trying to charge real quick. Um, Studio McGee and all these different, you know, HGTV people. But if your house is super traditional and you're not farmhouse, shiplap, you know, Waco, Texas, (laughs) it's going to be like... Okay, that looks great, but everything else in your house is different. So that's mm-hmm. the big thing. You know, so when someone shows us pictures, when they and they often do, what we try to do is say, okay, now let's look at this. What do you like about it? Okay, you like that it feels very fresh. You like that it feels very cozy and inviting. Okay, that's the feeling mm-hmm. you're trying to get. You don't necessarily need, you know, wagon wheels on your right. Wall. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I'm telling you, you it's therapy. It is therapy. (laughs) It is. It is. And I love where you went with that because, yeah, it's about the feeling. And when we walk into a space, when we smell something, when we touch something, it's the feeling that we get that we want to recreate. And I think that's why sometimes it's hard to let go of some of those things that we no longer need because they remind us of the feeling. It may not even give us the feeling anymore, but it reminds us of when we had that feeling. Exactly, exactly. So so if we can find another way to remember that feeling or bring that feeling back up for ourselves, then we can let go of the couch that's been there for 18 years. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So with your business, you know, you've got your business, you've got your own shop, you've got a beautiful daughter. I am a like a new entrepreneur. So how do you balance it all? Badly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Depending on the day, there are some days where I am like, yes. Then there are days I am like, oh my gosh. But even on the, oh my gosh, days, it's worth it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, you have to know yourself. So like, I have to work out in the morning. Now I'm about to show y'all something and you're going to crack up laughing. I have on my leggings. Do you know why? Because <laughs> I was supposed to have worked out today. And I said, I was not going to change clothes until I worked out. I'm not working out today now. Because I'm just not. It's done. So I have been in leggings all day. Not with this shirt, but with leggings and all day. So it's like a schedule is huge. You know, Kiara, thank you. My almost 16-year-old, you know, she plays lacrosse, which is 90% of my non-work life. And so if I don't get up at 4.55 to be at Live Now or on my Peloton at 530, it's not going to happen. And I lie to myself every time I say it is going to happen. So like, that's one of the things I have to do that for me to get mm-hmm. my day started. I'm glad you hired a virtual assistant. I have an assistant. She's finally full-time. I had to get her full-time because mm-hmm. I just couldn't. And I need, honestly, I need two people because I need another one. But being honest about that. Another thing, and this is going to sound crazy, but as my child laughs at me all the time, whatever help you can get, do it. I order groceries. I only walk into the grocery store, but I absolutely have to because I forgot something because I literally don't have time to go to the grocery store. So I make a choice and that's ordering groceries. Clean lady. My mom says all the time, mm, you can't even clean your head. Nope. I sure can't. <laughs> sure can't. Miss Carmen comes and does it for me. Thank you, Carmen. I need you. Mm -hmm. So it's just being honest about what is going to maximize your time. So that's the personal stuff, you know, as far as like just the household, I try to juggle, you know, you want to have self time, like be able to do things for yourself with my friends and go on some dates, like things like that. And it's all, I live by a calendar, Yeah, but The hardest thing I think from a business standpoint is I struggle with saying no often um, or pushing, like really saying, you know what, we can't do this project right now. 
And we need you to do better at not overextending. But I just sometimes, I really, I like to get people, make them happy. And I'm like, oh my God, they're so excited. I'm so excited too. But then I'm the one that finds myself being like, I have all these clients that I've got to help make decisions and everything. So I think the biggest thing is just being honest about what you can balance. So like I said, I know I'm bad at it often, but my 2022 goal was to be honest about that. And so I am. (laughs) I was at church and now I haven't been in person, but what I do definitely when I feel overwhelmed and oftentimes in my car, you know, I'm bad at meditating, but I will listen to the word. I'll listen to a good bishop. I'll listen to something and just try to give me that foundation as well. So just really asking God to order your steps and to, mm-hmm. to say, okay, I have faith that as I walk into this direction of entrepreneurship, that you will align me with the right clients and align me with the direction I need to go. So just, I'm proud of you. I'm excited for you. Thank you. I received everything that you just said, everything. And I appreciate that honesty and for myself and for all of us, because realizing that we cannot do it all and that we do have to say no sometimes. And we are going to hurt some people's feelings sometimes when we say no. I mean, I've got like, a secondary list. I've got a main list. <laughs> I've got like a secondary list. And all of a sudden, it's just like, I'm like, wow, there's not enough hours in the day to get through both of these lists. Um, right. You see my hair? That didn't happen today. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So uh, some days everything doesn't happen. But so you get up at four. So it, 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 I'm coming back to this. You get up at four fifty-five a.m. What time do you go to sleep? Between eleven and twelve. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And these beautiful um, Louis Vuitton luggage sets here that I'm carrying today is because I was showing off this weekend and I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep at all. I was having fun this weekend. So I'm feeling it today. That's why I also didn't make the 455 workout. But no, in general, because again, you know, depending on the day, I will have a late, I try to be available for clients for late meetings, you know, late appointments, or even just late Zooms, because I do have a break during the day when I have to get Kiara shuffled around so she's not driving yet. And so by the time I just kind of settle down, it's sometimes 10, almost 11 o'clock. I absolutely should be in bed before then. I have not been able to figure out how to make that happen. My 455 is because my alarm goes off at 455. And then the real Andrea get up goes off at five. And that gives me, that's five minutes. It's ridiculous. I don't know why I have a five minute snooze, but I have it. Because it gives me enough time to literally wash my face, brush my teeth, get on my clothes on, and then get out the door at 5.15. So I have got it down to like, I got about 13 minutes to make me not, I mean, and not look crazy, but I'm out the house. But like I said, if I don't do it, then it just, it won't happen. Yeah. And it's a great way to start your day doing something for you and making yourself a priority in that way. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely is. So it is, it is. No, and you're right. I feel we feel better afterwards. 
Right, right. So I just wanted to know, do you have anything new? I know you're going to Paris again soon, but do you have any other new projects coming up or anything that you want to share with us? Oh my gosh. I mean, I can't believe it's like March, what, March 15th almost. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. So Paris, of course, who would have thought that I would get to Paris twice in less than a year? That's amazing. Um, so we'll be doing, it's Paris Design Week next week. So we have some Ooh. stuff that we're doing with that. So very excited about that. So you'll see blogs and product and everything. So we're on a wonderful project. I think you know Laura Bacon, but the third is one of our projects, the nonprofit that she's working on. It's awesome. It's just going to be so huge, especially for women of color in Howard County. You know, we're supposed to be inclusive this is going to be truly the first of its type yeah. um, at the work, so the work front. So exciting. We have a 10 condo unit project that we're working on in DC. It's almost done. And then we're going to have another 10 next door and they are beautiful. I'm so excited when they go on the market to advertise. So if anybody wants to move to DC, it's just going to be an amazing space. And we've done all the selections, design work, paint, lighting, trim, everything. So I'm so excited about that. And then we just got a really cool modern project in North Carolina. We have two new builds in Wisconsin. Okay. I mean, we're doing a condo in Harlem. I mean, we're working everywhere. We're in Charlotte last week. So there's a lot going on. And then we're going to speak into existence, but we're looking for the right opportunity, but some potential Airbnbs that are going to be mm. under ASH that will be everything I love from design to furnishings. Mm. And um, I'm like, you know what? If Joanna Gaines can do it, we can too. Absolutely. Absolutely. That sounds amazing. And I would love to be able to travel and pick an Airbnb that's under your brand. Because I know it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be luxurious. I'm going to love it. So, so that's exciting. Everything you said is exciting. And what you said about in that, and when I watched on HGTV, and you know, you get all excited by watching the transformations. But I say the same thing. If they can do it, we can too. So absolutely, um, it's absolutely. very inspiring. Would you share like how people can follow all of these awesome things that you have going on, your website, your um, social media handles, and the best way for us to keep in touch and be able to buy up one of those condos when they go on sale? I love it. I love it. So we have a newly reworked, branded, beautiful website. So I usually would never say go to our website but I'm so excited about all that we have happening on our website. We have a new blog and everything. So it is www.ashinteriorsanddesign.com. So the website's there. You can link to our social media as well. Um, You can get the most kind of current constant um, information if you follow us on Instagram and it is, do you just say at? I guess it just at ASH mm-hmm. Antiques and Design. And you probably say, why is that? Well, I do have a container that at some point when it gets here, we're going to be selling product 
in the studio. So we're super excited about that whenever wow. the stuff arrives, but it's product from Paris and from other sources. And um, it's going to be a um, curated experience and it's going to be, I say antiques, it's not going to be your mother's antiques. They're going to be sexy. They're going to be fun. They're going to have our spin on it. So we'll keep you launched on that. And then of course, you know, we're on Facebook. I guess it's the same way. A-S-H. I'm just always around out in these streets. (laughs) So say hi, send an email, call, text, whatever. But we definitely look forward to connecting with you in person again. And uh, definitely come by the studio. I mean, when springtime will be open weekends again, we've kind of, you know, wintertime is cold. I'm like, we ain't got to go. Anybody coming to Pelican City in the winter. <laughs> but springtime, we'll definitely start back on Saturdays. Yeah, I will definitely come by the studio just to experience the beauty and the inspiration. It gives you, like, we're talking about that feeling. Yes. And so, and I look forward to running into you as well. And I just wanted to thank you so much. I know how busy you are for spending the time here for Women's History Month to pour into us and give us all these great design tips and transformation tips. So thank you. Thank you for thinking of us. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you guys for great questions and just for your support. Support women, support entrepreneurs, and and I support you all. So definitely, I would love to connect and keep in touch with all of you. So thank you for the opportunity. All right. Well, you have a good night, and we'll be in touch. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for conquering those limiting beliefs on another episode of The Soar Podcast. If you want to reach out to my guest, just check out the show notes, and all of the contact information is there. If you want more information about Stephanie Brown Coaching, go to www.stephaniebrowncoaching.com. And I'm sure you're already following the SOAR Podcast Instagram page. But if not, just go to IG and type in Sisters Overcoming and Rising, all one word. Goodbye for now.